You're listening to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Now, my final guest this evening is Arnaldo Morelli from Morelli's Ice Cream in Northern Ireland. It was Mango Sorbet by Morelli's that won the Supreme Champion Accolade at this year's Blossner and Irish Food Awards. And I caught up with Arnaldo last week to find out more. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Arnaldo, first up, I have to say congratulations to you and all your family. This year, your product, the Mango Sorbet, won the Supreme Champion at Blossnair and the Irish Food Awards. So it's the best of the best, the very best product in Ireland. And I know yourself, Marino and Dario were down in Dingle for the, the announcement. So just tell me how it felt whenever Artie called out the Morelli name. Well, first of all, thank you very much, Sharon. Um, we're absolutely ecstatic over the moon. Um, all the superlatives um, you can imagine. But yeah, when you're standing there and like I think, you know, there's so many awards and when you go in to hear your class award being announced, um, like there's a nervous tension there because you're with your, you know, your peers and, and your competitors and you're standing there and you're hoping for the best. And so when we won um, a couple of golds or sorry, gold and silver for uh, frozen yogurt, we won a bronze for ice cream. And then when they announced the gold for, for sorbet, we were just over the moon because... Again, those are tough classes to win. There's a lot of entries in those classes. And we know that Blas, you know, it's such a tough um, place to come and, and win awards at. So, you know, we've been entering for 10 years. We've been disappointed before and it strives you to do even better the next year. So, yeah, we were just we were just ecstatic that we won that then forced to come back later for um, so. Yeah. So when the class awards were announced, we, we knew we won best in county which again is brilliant. So when we come back for the main awards later on and discovered that we won um, best in province, um, I was shocked at that. And then when, when you go to here, you know, when it comes to the final award for Supreme Champion, you're just never expecting to hear your name being called. And yeah, we were totally shocked. Nothing can prepare you for that, but totally delighted as well. And winning best in province for, for Ulster means that you receive the Shane McArdle shield. That's what the Ulster um, shield is called. And Shane McArdle is no longer with us, sadly. He worked for Invest Northern Ireland and he was a great supporter, not only of Blossom but obviously of products from Northern Ireland. And it's exactly 10 years since he emailed you to say, look, you should really enter Blossom Yes, that's correct. Um, Shane was a great guy, very supportive to food businesses here in Northern Ireland. So, yeah, when we come back from Dingle, um, I went through my emails and I knew it was roughly 10 years since we first entered. And so I, I looked through the, the, the Blas folder to find out. And the first email I came across was one from, from Shane and Invest NI encouraging us to enter. And that was probably early in 2013. And he was telling us about the importance of the awards and how that, you know, buyers were looking on them favorably and that we should enter. And so, yeah, it was a bittersweet memory. Um, again, we're 
you know, we're so honoured to win an award which is named after or named in honour of Shane. And I think it's the only Blas Award that's named in memory of somebody. So it shows how important a character he was and in, you know, in such high esteem that everybody held him. So for us to win the best in province and um the Shane McCardle Award was a lovely it was a lovely thing because I've a fond memories of Shane. He was very helpful to us in the business and yeah, it's very it's very fitting. Um, we, we were we were very proud of that. And it was lovely that you told the audience that whenever whenever you received the Supreme Champion Award down in Dingle, I'm sure you celebrated hard in Dingle that night, Arnaldo. Um, yes, I think we probably uh, celebrated a bit too much. I think um, we had a, a late night on Thursday, so we were planning to take it a bit easier on, on Friday um, because we had to get home on Saturday. And well, when you win Supreme Champion, you can't take it easy. You just have to celebrate because it doesn't happen very often. So we did. We celebrated in style. And it's a long drive from Dingle up to Coleraine. I mean, you're. I'd say you're. You're one of the the entries that has definitely travelled the farthest in Ireland. But obviously, it was well worth the trip for yourself. Even though you weren't expecting to win the ultimate accolade, you obviously enjoy coming down to Dingle for those couple of days. Yeah, I think Dingle is the first thing that's put in the diary at the start of the year. So we always blank out that weekend. It's a special trip. Um, I first started coming down with my dad, who's no longer with us. So I have a memory, a lovely memories of traveling down with dad. And so then Marino started um, coming with me and Marino's involved in a bit of the, the flavor development and stuff. So, so yeah, it's like, a, it's I think six hours, 15 minutes um drive from from Coleraine to Dingle so but listen it's worth it it's such a special trip it's um so it's you know the drive it doesn't matter to us it, it's it's we come anyway so although I do say to Artie that you know we come all the way down here so you it's about time you come up and visited us in the north coast so hopefully this year 10 years later he's going to come and visit us Absolutely. No, that would be great. And Coleraine is the home of Morelli's ice cream. And you're the fifth generation in the family that's actually making it. So tell me about your great uncle, Peter, who travelled from Italy to and ended up in Northern Ireland where he opened an ice cream parlour. Yeah, so Uncle Peter was the first Morelli to come over um, from, from Italy. And he was one of nine brothers. And they travelled by foot actually from Italy and they stopped in different places probably to get a bit of work along the way. Um, they stopped in Paris and London and the he was actually a glass blower by trade. That was his um that, that was his trade. So one of his other brothers um settled in Greenock in Scotland. So a lot of Italians emigrated to Ireland um at that time of of you know that early in that um 20th century in the early 1900s. So Peter began to help his brother in uh, in Greenock and then decided to come to, to Ireland. So there was another brother who actually had settled in Ballymena, which Sharon is your home, is, is your hometown. Okay, so yeah. he, he had a cafe in Ballymena and that was, his name was Joe or Giuseppe Morelli. So he went and visited him and helped him in, in the cafe in Ballymena. And then I think he lent him some money to go and set up on his own. So he ended up in Coleraine. And 
it was a fish and chip shop originally. So a lot of the Italians, obviously, in Ireland are still in the fish and chip shop trade. Um, so our roots are there as well. But he had an ice cream recipe, which his father had given him. So because uh, Coleraine was close to Port Rush and Port Stewart and Castle Rock, the, the coastal resorts, he used to make ice cream in the summer. He had a handcart and he pushed the handcart to, you know, the um, the the seaside resorts in the summer. And people started loving loving the ice cream, getting the taste for it. So I think he started making ice cream full time then. And then he ended up opening an ice cream parlor in Port Stewart and one in Port Rush. So he's quite an entrepreneurial sort of guy. Um, he married a local woman called Annie Diamond, who I think was the daughter of the fa- of the man who gave him his first lodgings in Coleraine. So they didn't have any kids of their own and needed help to expand the business. So that's when my grandfather um, came on the scene. So Angelo was my grandfather and he came over to Coleraine to help him in the business and as a young man and he wanted a he was ambitious and wanted his own business so Peter eventually um agreed to sell him the shop in Port Shirt and that was the start of the of my direct family's involvement in the business. So um Peter Peter's nephew Angelo um became involved in the business and then he went back to Italy, married his childhood sweetheart, who was my grandmother Anastasia and brought her back to Port Shirt to help run the business. Um, so that was the beginning of, of that chapter. And then when the Second World War um, broke, there, there was a bit of upheaval in that Italians firstly sided, obviously, with Germany at the start of the war. So the Italians in, in Northern Ireland were classed as enemy aliens. So my grandfather was brought to Crumlin Road Jail in Belfast and was eventually um, interned in the Isle of Man for the duration of the war. So my grandmother was left to run the business on her own. She was uh, had just come from Italy a couple of years um, before that and probably knew very little English. So she did a great job. Um, my dad was just born. My dad was born in, in uh, 1935. And he had two elder brothers who were in Italy for the duration of the war because they were there learning Italian with their grandmother. So the family were split three ways during the war. So we, we, we have quite a, it's quite a story. And there was a twist of fate in that um, my, my two uncles ended up in a, in a Red Cross camp in a place called Aversa near Naples. And the commander of the camp was from Port Stewart. And he recognised the two, the, the name Morelli on the roll call, called for them and realised that they were Angelo Morelli's sons and arranged for the whole family to be reunited. So it's quite a story. What a story indeed, Arnaldo. Mm-hmm. It really is. It, it's remarkable, so it is. And I love that the Italian names, first names in the family, have carried on through the generations. Absolutely, yeah. We're very proud of our Italian roots. Um, so before we were old enough to work in the ice cream parlors, whenever we were kids, we were sent to Italy. Um, to so Angelo and Anastasia retired back to Italy in the seventies. So every summer, if uh, as I say, because mum and dad were busy in the shop, we were carted off to Italy to spend the summers um, in in the village in Italy, 
And so, yeah, we're very proud of our Italian roots and we still go back and forward. Um, it's a lovely place. It's it's about halfway between Rome and Naples, um, near a, a town called Casino. And yeah, so yeah, we're very much Irish Italian. And the name Morelli, it is synonymous with ice cream. Like for me growing up in Ballymena and whenever we would go to the port, as we would shorten it to, you know, the ice cream was always there and that is what you were you were known for. So gosh, what a twist to be it that in that army camp, that particular soldier came from Northern Ireland, not only from Northern Ireland, but from Port Stewart. And do you still have links with the, the Italian branch of the family over in Italy? Yeah, well, um, we don't actually, none of the family live in Italy anymore, but um, my my uncle Nino, who's my dad's eldest brother, is he's the only surviving of that generation. So he goes back and forwards. He spends maybe six months in Italy and then comes back here in the wintertime. So we still have that link and we can go and visit him and, and stay in the house and enjoy some nice chilled out time there. So yeah, it's perfect. Okay. And and in terms of flavours then, was the original flavour uh, a vanilla, just, you know, like a plain type of flavour? Yes, the original, they only made one flavour back Back in the day, I think flavoured ice cream really didn't come in until probably the 70s. So it was plain ice cream or uh, vanilla flavoured ice cream. So and it was it was made by hand. Um, they, they used, a, I think it was like a wooden machine with ice around the side. They used to have to pick the ice up from the on the train from from Belfast. So it was quite a laborious job before the the, the you know, the mechanical batch freezers come in probably again in, in the 1970s so yeah making the ice cream by hand was a hard job and obviously in the summertime like Port Stewart and Port Ush were the the resorts in, in Northern Ireland so you know they used to get so many visitors in the, in the summer so it was like a full-time job making ice cream by hand I remember dad used to tell me about that and what has changed now so in terms of the, the manufacturing process? And does that all take place in Coleraine? And how many flavours do you have now? Yeah, so we, we never really wholesale the ice cream before until um, I came back from university. And I decided that I wanted to take the business in a different direction. So um, I didn't see myself working in an ice cream parlour all my life. Just think when you're that age... And you spend your spend your, your youth and your you know helping out mum and dad in the summertime. You just want you want to have your maybe do your own thing. So I went away to uni in, in Cardiff and um just before I finished something, I just thought, you know, we've got a good name for ice cream. So why do we why don't we start doing a bit of wholesale and maybe pushing it out to hotels and restaurants and stuff? So um that was in what uh 1996 97 and we used to have um we had a small factory at the back of the shop in Port Rush. So again we only made ice cream for our own shops. Um so we started doing a bit of wholesale from the factory in Port Rush and then things started to move and um slowly but surely we, we built up a clientele and in 2006 we decided to moved to an industrial unit in Korean. So that was back to 
where the, the business started, basically, um, where the first ice cream parlor and fish and chip shop was. It was a <clears throat> it was a three thousand square foot unit, and we've expanded through the years, and now we've got fifteen thousand square foot. Wow. Was that met with much resistance whenever you wanted to to go down the food service route? I think I was encouraged. Uh, Dad was quite, he was, I think he was taken aback whenever I decided that I wanted to go into the business. But he liked the idea that we were going to do something different because Port Rush and <clears throat> Port Shirt in those days were very, very seasonal. So yeah, he was, I think he was excited about it. He, uh, he loved the ice cream side of the business and um, he was very much into the recipes and uh, creating new flavours, flavour development. So he was quite ahead of his time. He was he was really into that. Because in terms of flavour, I'd say it was far from mango sorbet. You were rare. It's quite, a, it's quite an exotic flavour, so it is. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, so obviously we were, we're, we're well known for our ice cream, but... Um, I think sorbets have come to the fore because people, you know, there's dairy intolerances out there. So I think sorbet was always a food service thing and maybe maybe available as a, a palate cleanser in a restaurant. People would probably remember it by. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think um, because of dairy intolerance and people maybe wanting flavours with, with no dairy products, we started to develop um, sorbets that were scoopable and could be sold alongside ice cream. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, if you go back maybe 20 or 30 years time, sor- sorbet in a display in a display cabinet was probably not known. But now they're very popular. So, And how many flavours do you have all together? Um, we do about 50 flavours in total, quite a large range. And... We're always looking for new things. Um, we're we're really, you know, it's really exciting looking for new flavors. Although most ice cream flavors have already, you know, they've all been done and all been made, but it's the combinations of looking for the next big thing. And you know, uh, when you're entering the awards, and you know, you you want to make a flavor that that stands out and um, you know, really just shouts quality and stuff and. It's the exciting bit. So there's an ice cream uh, exhibition every year um, in Rimini in Italy, every January. And we go there and we're full of, full of excitement about tasting what's new. And ice cream in Italy is such a big thing. So, you know, it's going there and that's the home of ice cream. And trying new flavours and new developments. That's That's what excites us. And your own personal favourite flavour is? It's caramelised hazelnut. Sounds delicious. Oh, it is. It's my baby. So I created it. So um, we won a golden fork for it. And very, very proud of that flavour. You must be extremely proud of everything that you've um, achieved. So what is next for Morelli's ice cream? Oh, that's a big question. So I think it was 2016. We, um, we decided that we were going to expand the business. So we took out a quite a hefty bank bank loan to do a bit of an expansion in the factory. And it was uh, spread out over 10 years. So it was a big investment for us. And, you know, we're very much a family business. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of mouths to feed in the business. So 
we want to we want to expand. We want to um, make our ice cream available throughout Ireland. Um, we're probably well more well known in Northern Ireland, but we want to we want to um, expand our um, our net to the to more into the Republic of Ireland. We'd love to get a maybe um, some business in, in GB as well. So our ice cream is available in Tesco in Scotland, which is quite good. So we want to expand that and um, we want to, I think we were production wise this year, we were, we're, we were due to hit about 900,000 litres of ice cream in a year production. So our target is to, is to turn that into uh, maybe 1.5 million litres in the next three to five years. So that's exciting. And um, I think that'll keep us busy. I'd say it certainly will, Arnaldo. Listen, great to talk to you today. Thanks so much for taking the time to share the story and to share the, the celebrations with us. I know now you're, you're feeling a bit under the weather today, so the listeners might hear that in your throat. So I really do appreciate you talking to me and congratulations again and continued success. Thank you very much, Sharon. And just want to say at the end, like we're so proud to be Blas Supreme Champions. Artie and his team, they're just, they're, they're lovely people. And we're, we were just very proud. So just want to say that. Well, listen, keep the celebrations going and enjoy them. Thanks a million, Sharon. I really enjoyed the chat. If your listeners want to know me any more information, please follow us on Instagram. It's Morelli Ice and follow our story. You're listening to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM.